Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Seen porn before? Ben McGugan, our guest for this episode of the worst study of all time. This is, as I say, first time hearing about it. Didn't know you could do this. I can't believe it. It's incredible, and I love boobs and bums. Naked woman, and you can just do that, and then anyone can watch it. Amazing. Yeah, you can do anything these days, man. It's a post nine eleven world that we're in, and the sure Emmanuel is. franchise, and technology has afforded us the ability to. Record things in high definition, but then the, we will watch them at a degraded quality. Yeah. It's also in the world of the podcast, we're also in a post 9 11 world. That's also true. We're in an Olympic era in this year, 2021. Well, the Olympics actually, Tim, technically predate 9 11. That's a point. I mean, these are like these 2020 Olympics, which are occurring now in July of 2021 or August when this comes out, actually. Imagine being the first Olympics back after 9 11. <laughs> Rough. It'd be tough, eh? Imagine being the first Olympics back after World War II. Yeah, jeepers. Yikes. God, Zooks. Yeah. Uh, sending all our, you know, support out to Olympics that had to follow significant. <laughs> Gut-wrenching world, world of Today we watched Emmanuel and the sexual spells. Sex sexual, spells. Sexual, sexual spells? No, sexual was definitely Sexy in spells. somewhere. Sexual was definitely in the title. It's Emmanuel and a variety of words. No, just sort of listen, don't going, scrub through this. Sexual is in the title somewhere. The other bits are not. Sexual spells. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Okay. We got it. We'll lock it in. Yeah. Emmanuel and the sexual spells. When you hear sexual spells, what do you think, Ben? Do you think a woman who spells words sexually or do you think about like uh, witches? I thought it was going to be witches. And when I first saw Emmanuel, the, the uh, Emmanuel for this film, I thought it was spells because I thought she was in some kind of mystical trance. But that's not the case. She's it's just, just how like, she talks. She's just like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how women be. <laughs> women be shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we know how the specific woman be. And that is... Yeah. Lost. Confused yeah. and confusing. Yeah. And also dozing. 
Coming in and out of naps. She's spending in, a lot of time horizontal she's by in herself. Bed so much. Having voyeuristic sex dreams. Occasionally, she visits a high-end author. Emmanuel uh, has now been topless for so much time on screen that it's like there's nothing sexual about it to me anymore. No. There's a supply and demand curve. I've I've long maintained this. The reason why our society um, treats breasts in the way that it does is is because we hide them away. Mm. It's a weird um, forced sexualization thing. I I'm, don't know. Seems like it's related to the the church, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Fill in your own yeah. blanks. I'm trying to do my bit by sexualizing my own nipples. Yeah, go oh. on, you bro. Yeah. I'm going to sexualize my clothes. It's and not freak everybody out. It's not free the nipple. It's like imprison all nipples. Yeah, or be you know be attracted to my nipples. Yes, I've got <laughs> little uh, little tiny little pink dots. Itty bitty mm. nippies. Yeah, I got itty bitty nippies too. How you your, actually, how your you nipples do. been? You got tiny little mine, nipples. Mine are perfect, pert, <laughs> and yes. powerful. How triple yes. three P's. He's got plosive nipples. <laughs> we love Mine's that. actually kind of one of them. Um, it looks like I've had that nipple pierced, but I never did. I mm. liked the fantasy better. Sorry, oh, I like the man. the grim no, no, reality of no, your nipples. I'm not taking. I'm not walking back the three P's. <laughs> that as well. They are powerful, but it's just I wanted to introduce powerful you to a pierced. Yeah, potentially, P- potentially perfect <laughs> in every way. Perfection can look like anything, not mm-hmm. unlike a family. Tell you what. This movie and this franchise took a real turn. It's getting more mm. explicit and more sexually intense in a move that heretofore will be referred to as the Ben McGugan turn in the Emmanuel franchise, which is when things started yeah. getting super racy. You, and you, you guys had some softcore pornography and you knew what was on the horizon. It was some dirty, dirty smut. So you called in a real pervert. Yeah, we needed And here I am. A real pervert. We didn't actually say in the first episode we did have a dialer pervert clause <laughs> in this season of the podcast. Yeah, here I am. Is Mary Poppins yeah. in my way into your podcast. You were super late because you had to knock on all the doors around the neighbourhood to tell them there was a pervert on the street. <laughs> Ben McGugan, qualified pervert. Hi. So glad you could make it for this uh, viewing. Thank you so much for having me. This I'm extremely is... horny all of the time. <laughs> I, think this is, I think this is our 33rd Emmanuel. Have you seen an Emmanuel movie before? This is my first. As I say, it's my first film. My first <laughs> it's incredible anything. that you've you know, managed to develop such a reputation as a pervert for a man who didn't know porn existed <laughs> until an hour and a half ago. <laughs> what I'd do is I'd go down to the beach and just sort of etch breasts into the sand. <laughs> Analog way of doing yeah. that. Just hashtag look up and hashtag itch breasts into the sand. Hashtag look up, hashtag walk to the beach, hashtag look down. <laughs> hashtag find a stick. Hashtag draw some breasts in that mm. sand. What did you think of the film as a as a movie, as a piece of cinema? Bad. Why do you say that? It was... Why do you say that, you negative nally? Well, it was just um, boring, I guess. It was like... So what, that meant nothing to you? <laughs> all that stuff we just did, all those riffs we had, that was all nothing to you? I mean, there was some fun to be had, that's for sure. But a lot of it, man, it was just kind of gross and weird. What about yeah. the part of the movie when you said, did they ever do guy-on-guy stuff? And then we said no, and then there was a woman fucking a snake. <laughs> what about that, Ben? 
Is that boring to you as well in your sick, demented world? <laughs> Let me tell you, as a real pervert, that really spoke to me when they brought the snake in. You were like, no guy on guy, because that would be gay. But they've got snake on woman. That's damn sure. Nothing wrong with a bit of snake on woman. Snake on woman. This, yeah. The kind of um, sexual rules or the, the rules of erotica and what is a, considered erotic in, in mm. these films is so odd. It's this, mm. this film was particularly interesting as a case study because they introduced uh, an author character who was a, an erotica writer, a modern-day Jilly Cooper. You guys remember who Jilly Cooper is? No. I can't say I do. I feel like she was always on uh, bookshelves in my childhood and uh, it Family friends, it's, she's some British she woman who wrote like, yeah, it's but it's like sort of you know, uh, like I think it's maybe British classy smut. smut as a not as not know as about uh, this, obviously, but uh, but yeah, there's an author and he writes erotica, and um, you'd think he'd probably take some creative liberties and make up some of the stories in his books. But one of the first quotes of the movie is he says, "I, you know, I base you know I base all of my stories on real situations. That way, I can remain totally." objective and he's renowned about the town for being a very kinky sort of a funky kinky author oh no their words not his yeah, that's funky, in the movie funky kinky his, his assistant described funky him as fun- kinky funky very- kinky yeah baby what do you think is funky kinky tim I think it's when you go to a jazz club, walk into a 5-4 rhythm and you just got to take your pants off to that wow <laughs> What do you think funky kinky has been? Yeah, I mean when you, when I when I jump in on a on a jazz line, but all the only instrument I've got is my cock. Yeah. You know, can a I jump in here? But but it's just free for me. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. That's funky kinky. What does funky fun- kinky mean to you, Guy Montgomery? Funky kinky is when you go down to the rock shop and look for their biggest tuba and you just put your tiny little cold flaccid <laughs> penis in the end of the tuba and you take it up to the front the front desk and you say there's something wrong with this tuba. But there's nothing wrong with a tuba. It's just got your, <laughs> just your, got your tiny penis little penis in it. in it. So I guess Funky Kinky's different things to different people. But in the world of the movie, it sort of suggests that he writes like really sexy and racy uh, sex scenes. He's all, very good at it too. All true, by the way. All real because it has to be real so he can remain objective. It's got to be real. Yeah. Love that, that he says, I've got to be objective but he's clearly inserting his own fantasies on this the whole time because I don't know if we're recapping the plot. We can recap the plot in like ben, 30 seconds. I would right? love for you to do that right now. Okay, so author character, he's friends with Emmanuel who tells him all her, tells him all her sexapades and, uh, and that's where he gets his stories from some of the time and he's also got an assistant who's going on her own sexcapades and he's getting some stories from her. He's got feelings for her. He gets weird and possessive and punches the guy she's seeing. She sort of pursues her life as an escort. Did you cover that? Yeah, I guess that's part of it. She's slightly underpaid in her role as a personal assistant to the author man and so mm. she goes looking for some additional work and finds it in the form of a non-sex, no-contact escort for a wealthy man called Nicholas, who is from parts unknown, but has inherited a pretty dope accent and some pretty killer facial hair. Yeah, here's a guy who was very excited at the opportunity to play rich. 
uh, an mm. actor who is sort of making a lot of bold decisions and executing one in every two of those decisions. <laughs> he's gone. He's got. He's like. I need an accent. So it's sort of. He's clearly American, but he's gone and kind of talking like this the whole time. And just, As a yeah. chap, old chap. I'm such a cad. Oh, I'm such a lovable. I, I feel like he thought he needed to have a ax, an accent, mm, but it yes. didn't have to be one accent. Yes. He just had to perform every line in an accent. Yeah. <laughs> Just go for it. Just be rich. And yeah, so he's sort of, he seems like he might actually be okay. He might be a nice guy, but it turns out he's a bit of a prick. Yeah. Uh, y- yes. Yes, he is. Because he goes on these non-sexual dates with the writer's assistant. Mm. That's It's stipulated very clearly in the advertorial in the newspaper that uh, there's no sex. And they go out uh, for a meal and it's... um. That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. She gets paid a lot of money. And then yeah. next time they meet up, they go to a, a sex party. Just watching. No Just touching. Watching, no touching. And that's uh, slightly more challenging and questionable, but fine. Ish. And then she, she goes around. crosses the line, actually. Then she one. goes around to his house and they look at some people having sex through a telescope. And that is too much to bear. They, too, then have to have sex. <laughs> and yeah. as soon as they have sex, he just sends her a, a letter with a lot of cash saying, See ya, see ya. And this uh, this bothers our writer no end. Yeah, because apparently she's fallen in love with with Nicholas, yes. the John. But yeah. like, she didn't. They have one scene together. I'm pretty sure they fucked, and then it was fine. And then she happened to get a whole bunch of money as a result of that. She did get upset though, so you know. I guess. I mean, it's it, just hard to see what went wrong. Yeah, he 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 was an asshole, but it feels like this is perfect. She got to have sex with him. She got a bunch of money, and then it, the relationship yeah. ended, so she didn't have to like be in it anymore. Didn't end on her terms, so you know. I guess that's true, she felt but used, you can't have but... it all. Well, no, no, but you know, Nicholas is the bad guy here. There's no good guy here. Yeah, who's the good guy? <laughs> Point no to the good, good guy, guy in this story. What was the woman's name? Jennifer. 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 Were you fucking watching, bruh? <laughs> they said it so many times. Jennifer's innocent. She's very innocent. They kept saying, she's so innocent, and that's what makes her so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, must have her. It's true. The men were lasting after her innocence. Yeah. And Nicholas uh, frequently trips over himself and says out loud when he's seducing her that like it's his intention to have sex with her yeah. eventually, but it's like... I'm going to break you down, my dear. <laughs> Oops, step, by step. Step. <laughs> step by step. Step by step. Oh, my. That was an inside thought, but I said it in the outside <laughs> voice. Whoopsie. Whoopsie, Daisy. Ignore me. I'm such a kid. I'm such a funky, kinky man. <laughs> I say anything that comes into my head. Here's one. <laughs> a frog with three legs. Very sexual. Oh, that's right. Nicholas, uh, the very wealthy and kinky man, made his fortune by bottling and selling and drinking his own piss. Now, hold on. <laughs> we know that, actually, we know that he works in the energy sector. Yeah. Because of an introduction at a dinner party. Yeah. However. Did they say sector? Uh, they might have seen industry, industry or, or sector. Because when we better. first meet him, he goes, mm, I work in business. Let's just ju- say, I work in uh, business. And that's so much mystery to shroud him if he just works in the energy yeah. business. You're an oil man, bruh. Okay, cool. Be, words, be proud of what you do. Human say. traffic mean anything to you? <laughs> He's an oil man. He's an yeah. oil baron. He's baron, and he loves oil. And he made all his money doing that. And then 
he started bottling and selling human urine, which appears so many times in this film. There's all these people, different people in different places, drinking out of different glasses, but all the same liquid. The mm. unmistakable yellow of piss. Yeah. And there were, human piss. There were a lot of side scenes where he would be explaining to his business associates. He said, it just makes financial sense. The margins don't lie. There are heaps of scenes with him people saying the margins don't lie. One man's waste is another man's bottleable, sellable, market. <laughs> Wine. Yeah. It's unmistakably piss. I drink my own piss and then I piss it out. There's no overheads on this. <laughs> it's pure profit, my dear. You gotta buy what? One, two bottles? <laughs> what happens if you drank your own piss? You can do it I like, think you're for all, one round. I think it's all good. As long as it's fresh. You can do it for golden. one round, apparently, but if you do it for like more than one round, you get into trouble. What kind of trouble? Uh well, I assume the toxins build up so much because if you think about it, your piss is the stuff that your body's trying to get rid of, right? Yeah. So, like, if you just bioaccumulate all the stuff it's trying to expel, that's probably... You're probably getting a... a every time you do a round, it's like a more concentrated poison bullet. Or you become stronger. Well, maybe. If you turn the stuff that you expel into oh. fuel... Do you remember that Nathan for you episode where he's talking to that shopkeep who drinks his, <laughs> yeah, his yeah. granddaughter's piss because it's <laughs> yeah. like he believes that'll make him like strong or youthful or something? So <laughs> it's pretty, pretty scared, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful, um, you know, skirting of the line between setting up a comedy premise but then tripping over comedy in real life and just pursuing that. Yeah. You can script that guy. No. It's insane. Um, I'll tell you what, though, this movie, Emmanuel and the Sexual Spells, it really did function as a porno a lot better than some of the other flicks we've seen in this uh, yeah. part of the franchise. Yeah, you could masturbate to this movie for sure. It's not untrue because I remember the last movie we watched with uh, Liv McKenzie, you said, I don't know where you're supposed to masturbate to this. That's too what you horses. said. Too many cutaways to horses. The, the, the sex scenes were extended. Yes. You could definitely, especially, um, you know, towards the start, there were some really long ones, the one with the guy and the girl, and, and she's sort of out the door, the car door. They're in a car. And, and they're in a car. She's out the car door, and then he's got his head through the sunroof. Yeah. It's such a brilliant way to show both the actors in this scene. It's also a very interesting way to have sex, because for the guy, he's just... Looking at nature, you had no sex with the person at that point. You're it's, just—it's like if you've ever gone tramping or something, or, or maybe skiing or something, and you have those toilets that just look—they've got a view that's just yeah. majestic, and it, you're not looking at the where you're pissing. You're just looking—you're pissing into a toilet, but you're looking out at this majestic view. It's like that, but he's sort sex. of got a whole man glory hole situation where he puts <laughs> his head through, and that could be anyone down there. <laughs> It's, it's bloody genius. There's never been a better use of a skylight in a car. Wait, what are they called? <laughs> Skylights. Yeah, you got it. Is that what they're called in cars? Yeah. Skylights, sky bright. I don't know anything anymore. Okay. It's thrown everything out. They're Is called skylights. Sun? Sunroof? No. Sunroof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skylights are in houses. It's a sunroof. What is a car but a little mobile house? Exactly. Um, yep, you got me there. Damn right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I could jerk off to this film, though. You don't think you could? No, it's weird. You can jerk off to anything. Could you jerk off I to can. completion yeah. to this film? I've well, got nipples, Ben. Could you jerk off to me? <laughs> I, could have, I mean, they're quite small from, from memory. But, but also you got a fucking sexual. problem with small nipples? <laughs> no, not at all. No. Yeah. Um, put me on the spot here. <laughs> 
No, what I just did... I just found the film kind of gross. I guess what part? What what? What was it's, it that made it gross? You, you were think? talking. What does what a softcore porno got to do to gross out a non-pervert? <laughs> well, so like, you t- like in the previous films, you were saying like there was a, a charmingness to the sex, and there was not really any charm. There was just kind of like the childish dialogue, and then they'd just be fucking, and it was yeah. just kind of. Do you know what it's like? It's like you, when you go to a costume shop. And uh, most of the costumes are for kids. And then there's the adult costumes that are just the nastiest. And so it's like, right, there's that weird dichotomy, you know? And I just found it all very uncomfortable. This movie to you was the adult section of costumes. Yeah, but particularly like the the, the having the kid costumes be neighbours with the like, here's, you know, Superman for eight-year-olds. And here's Superman with his big kryptonite cock. <laughs> you know, like it was I just weird. I think I understand do you know what, what I mean? Saying? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's I, a, it's I've, a, it's an interesting, like, emotional metaphor for it, but I think I dig what you're saying. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, okay, tell me if this is sort of close to what you're saying. Go. Everyone in, in this movie, and this actually quite it happens quite often in the Emmanuel movies, is so moronic yeah. that you're like, oh, I feel weird about seeing you guys having sex yeah. because it's almost like there's questions about your own agency and mm. ability to make adult decisions about... Um, a, you know, well, I mean, fucking in public, I guess. Yeah. Everyone can fuck. Everyone should, uh, you know, be able to have a good time having sex. But it's kind of like there's sort of these situations they get themselves into it and you're like, mm. it feels like you might be being manipulated because you're such a moron. And because the power dynamic is so unbalanced because of your idiocy, mm. it's hard to whack off to. It's because, like, you, you watch that, that moron with his head through the sunroof, and yes. I'm like, did you put that handbrake on, bud? Because yeah. you're going to go correct. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're so you're, dumb. You couldn't mess with because you were stressed out. I was stressed <laughs> out. Everyone's really dumb. There's some <laughs> physics implications as well. And drinking piss and shit. Yeah, man. When you're drinking piss, you got you, you're like, oh, I, 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 I need to see smarter people having sex. So yeah. I can I trust mean, that you, they're all how good. How do you feel about programs like Love Island and Too Hot to Handle? I don't watch them, guy. Yeah. Mm. I'm too sophisticated for all that kind of... What are you of... watching while they're broadcasting Love Island? Um, I don't know. The 33rd, Videos on YouTube? The 33rd Emmanuel film. Yeah, probably. Well, do you watch those those shows? I actually think I feel it's no, I don't feel the same way because I they're all on the same level of idiocy. They're all like clout chasing, clout chasing, gymed up, <laughs> I like sweaty, chout chasing, chout chasing. I know good. I'm chout chasing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a dish. Yeah. <laughs> he um, is a dish. So that you're okay with that? I mean, I don't. They're watch, all on the same level. I don't watch those programs, but it's pretty much what you're describing. Just that they've put themselves forward. Yeah. They've signed up for that. I don't know. Porn seems exploitative, which is a um, discussion that is probably unwise to open inside of an entire season of us watching porn. Sorry to introduce that energy. <laughs> <laughs> you, you didn't do didn't, this, Ben. You know you who did? Alan Stravinsky. Is that his, his name? Alain Suritsky. Suritsky. He's, he's the EP of all of these He's films. got his fingers in all of these Emmanuel pies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, he's got his like he's got a credit on the first one even, right? Like he produced the very first one. And he's got a name as old as time coming? itself. He is seventies. Damn. He is the um uh Albert Broccoli of this franchise. What does that mean? Uh Albert Broccoli was the guy who started the Bond movies. Oh. But then he died. But then his daughter took them over. Barbara oh. Broccoli. <laughs> Broccoli. Yeah, believe it or not. Amazing. Yeah. 
So he's like the one consistent thread through all of these movies. Okay, so he's to blame. He's to um, acknowledge and thank. And appreciate. And appreciate. Yeah, thank if, you for these gifts. If you, know, you meet Elaine Suritsky, you do not look him in the eye. But you do say thank you. I wonder if he's alive. Can you Google him? With pleasure. Oh, or I can Google him. I just wanted to bring up how um, the soundtrack was actually... It was hits and misses today. Some of them I mm. love. The last one we watched, the one with Liv, um, was uh, awful. I yeah. didn't like that soundtrack same, at all. Same musician. Raw. Raw. Yeah, Raw. Raw's done all Well, I think they shoot these in blocks of seven. Mm. Like at the, the Emmanuel and Spaces, I think they shot all at once. They did seven films. Um, I think this one with with the current woman, they just there's seven of them. Oh yeah, it's they're called um, fuck. Elaine Saritsky was a French American film producer and film distributor and softcore pornography, foremost known as the owner of the Emmanuel franchise from the eighties to two thousand and ten. Oh, he didn't do all of them. Born nineteen forty two and died two thousand fourteen. All right, I reckon you kind of know what he looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need to see a picture of him. You sure? He's in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see that at all. Yeah. You've got the guy. I've got the guy. Um, well, he probably died doing what he loved, producing softcore pornography for the masses. Cutting corners. <laughs> you, 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 you enjoyed the soundtrack, though, eh, Ben? Oh, the soundtrack rips. Raw really fucking nailed that. Raw was all over this. That, I mean, that guitar came in in the second to last track, just... Fucking rips, dude. I might down. I might sit on Spotify. Shit. I wonder if it is. How do you search raw though? You know, like it's raw. such. A, it's a name that's so hard to yeah to search. The SEO on that's not so hot. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's difficult. It's very difficult. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What did you make of the picture, guy? 
You've seen a few Emmanuel's in your time. Yeah, you, I have actually more than I care to. Can I actually been around the block? Um, before I answer, I just want to say, have you, did you see any Sky One pornography? Was that before your time? No, I don't. No, yeah, I don't think First so. First blush with pornography for a lot of men of our vintage. That's oh, yeah. me and Tim because you're a little younger than us. I think a bit. Ben grew up in the sticks. They didn't have Sky One there. Yeah, we didn't have Sky. Oh. What was your first blush with porn? Oh, it was today. Yeah. But if it, <laughs> it wasn't, was really hypothetically. Over, hypothetically, let's say um, I found a pornography magazine. Classic. That uh, my friend's dad owned. Yeah. And then secreted it into my pants and ran away. Nice. <laughs> An icon of yeah. Westport. Um, I thought the movie was kind of fun. Yeah. It was more of a fun watch. Like, it was nice having this author character in there. He was a bit of a fucking meathead, but, like, I felt like it kept coming back to him and he kind of kept things moving along at a reasonable clip. Mm -hmm. Uh, More nudity than I'm used to, which I'm still finding a bit confronting, even Mm. though we are watching a lot of porn. Uh, it definitely sags and drags. Emmanuel just lies in bed it and has and fantasies. It sags and drags. <laughs> yeah, it's cocks and socks. <laughs> it's got it all. Uh, there are some woodland nymphs in this one. Uh, mm. One of them, Emmanuel's got multiple nymphs, but one of them is a red-headed nymph who emerges from the forest, which is like a fancy version of the woods. And she uh, she's like watches over Emmanuel, but then it turns out she also watches over the writer's assistant, Jennifer. And uh, Jennifer can't see her, though. But she sort of has the same qualities as a hormone monster in the Big Mouth franchise, where it's like she's responsible for the sex and sexuality of multiple characters in the same universe. Mm. Do you reckon they stole it from... Do you reckon Nick Kroll stole it from Emmanuel? He's, I mean, he probably watched some of the Emmanuel franchise. That kind of era works, doesn't it? In yeah. terms of how old he is and when these were made. It's not totally impossible. He is a known thief and plagiarizer. <laughs> is he? Yep. <gasps> What did he plagiarise to? Uh, a lot of my work. Yeah. <laughs> you had an idea for a cartoon about... Yeah, it was called The Nick Kroll Show. It's yeah. a concept I came up with um, where I would do a series of skits and impressions and sort of yeah. just funny ideas. And you'd host it, it as an American sketch actor called Nick Kroll. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then and so I was in development for this for uh, two years wow. and just about to get it across the line um, with an unnamed network for reasons I can't get into right now. Mm-hmm. Let's then, say if you're looking for a centre of comedy, <laughs> yeah. you're getting close. Well, perhaps, perhaps. Uh, but unfortunately, that dastardly plagiarizer Nick Kroll crept it. He's, he, I don't know how he got my my idea and my scripts and my format and the idea to call it the Nick Kroll show, but he Bad. fucking did it. Yeah. Sly it. devil. And then, yeah, obviously bitch. there was the... TV show you're writing set in a US high school based on his childhood about like going to sort of middle school and whatnot and going through puberty. And he fucking. Yeah, I called it Little Dick though. He did change the title, but <laughs> yeah. he took everything else. Well, yeah, you <laughs> called, called it Big Mouth Colon Little Dick. No, I called it Little Dick. He changed it to Big Mouth to try and like convince people he hadn't stole it. But so if you wild. get past the title, it's the exact same show that I wrote. I wrote a screenplay called Pig Mouth, which was about a man who had a pig for a mouth. A whole pig. (laughs) A whole pig. Not just a pig's mouth, but a whole pig for a mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had to feed this pig. (laughs) Human centipede it into his sort of digestive system. And I sat next to Nick Kroll on a plane for about three hours detailing all of the ins and outs. And he's like, I like the title. And I was like, I bet you do. Shit. So he's he's shit on both of us. Yeah. That's outrageous. Nick Kroll once gave me $500,000. 
Yeah? Why did you do that? <laughs> he just dropped it and I picked it up and said, I think you dropped this. And he said, it's yours now. Was it in, like, how do you mean he dropped it? There's so much money. Yeah, he's got big hands. <laughs> was it a check or was it in cash or what? It was cash. And was it, a, it was in it, ones. And it, it was in ones. <laughs> this story sounds incredible in, a, in the very literal sense that it does not sound credible. Yeah. I believe you wholeheartedly. Yeah, as well you might. It must have weighed a ton. <laughs> well, yeah. A I mean, metric ton. At least. Half a million dollars in ones. Yeah. I'm going to look How much this does up. a $1 note weigh? Let's find like out. Like I said, he's got big hands. <laughs> Huge hands on Nick Not Roll. quite big enough. How much does an American $1 bill weigh? There's no room on the armrest. According to Quora, each $1 Quora. US dollar note weighs approximately one gram, as well as... All Thank the- you. I love that metric... Answer five hundred thousand grams. Uh, so what do we do? We take two zeros off or three zeros off? Three zeros off, I think, to get to kgs. Five hundred yeah. kg, half a ton. Yeah, half a metric ton. You just pick, he just dropped. Yeah, in once. <laughs> yeah, and you just picked up. Yeah, and you said, "Hey, Nick Kroll, I think you dropped this oh. half ton of ones." I think I surprised myself. And he said, "Yeah, it's yours now." You're full of shit, man. I'm not. He had a script poking out the back of his pocket, and he'd crossed out the name Tim Bat, and you could see in his handwriting, his distinct handwriting, it said Nick Crow. Fuck. Yeah. It's a it bloody checks outrage. Out, it checks out from what we know of Nick Crow. This yeah. is why I should have joined the Screen Actors Guild. I'd and be he protected said, against things like this. He, he said to me when he was leaving, he said, i got a plane to catch. I'm flying next to a guy called Ben McGugan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. <laughs> so it checks out. Hey, now, Ben... Um, <laughs> I think you've you've listened to a couple episodes of Worst Idea of this season. So I have. You might be familiar. We have some rather unruly... Boner ge- Inspector! <laughs> I refer- Boner Inspector? I've got to give you a bit of a like podcast 101 on how this equipment works, okay? You've got quite a naturally loud, well-projected voice. And so when you first enter and you sort of announce yourself at a high volume, I simply must insist that you don't do that directly into the microphone. That scared the shit out of me, man. It, do- it doesn't sound good. It's not good for the equipment. And to be frank with you, it makes me fucking furious. It's, it's a because you've been you. on the show a lot, and I kind of thought you would have figured this out by now. Boner inspector. It's nice to see you. How are you? Can I get you a cup of tea? Yes, please. I'm pretty good. What Do you want herbal or do you want um just gumboot? Got anything that makes you horny? Actually, I do. Really? Licorice leaf. Oh, mm. delicious. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> you said horny, right? Mm. No, this will make you shit. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, you, <laughs> you cad. There's, there's a Venn diagram there. There is a lot of still, horny and shit. Do you want it? Yes, please. I'll get the licorice. Well, uh, yes, Ben. Uh, I roam from town to town, house to house, pretty much anywhere someone's watching porn. Uh I'm checking in on him. And uh, I understand that uh, you might have just watched uh, Emmanuel's sexcapades, sexual Mm. spells, uh, full of tits and ass. And, uh, well, um... Oh, he's got the tea on. Yeah. (laughs) She was. That's a loud kettle. It's very efficient. It's electric. <laughs> and uh, you might have even seen the occasional fanny or sock, as we call it, and uh, balls. Yeah, there was. Um, is that? Yeah, there was balls. Can't wait to hear that water being poured into a mug. <laughs> 
And I wouldn't mind if you could uh, stir in some honey. Mm. All in your own time. <laughs> you guys can keep talking. Oh, sorry, Were you in sorry, the middle sorry, of a, a, a chat or something? Yeah, yeah I'm just sorry, making it's just very tea. distracting. There was, there was balls. Why are you not pouring the water into the cup? <laughs> I, I, I'm, t- I'm making the tea as fast as I can, my man. Very well, yeah, balls. I'll go get some milk. <laughs> 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 Anyway. Uh, did you get a boner? Uh, no, I can't say. I, I think I might think about this film if I don't want a boner. Wow. Like if I'm at a funeral Aggressively or something. unerotic. Yeah. For all the time I get boners at funerals, you know. Which is? <laughs> Every time. I mean, funerals can't be sexy. i got to follow you around. What, are you some sort <laughs> oh, yeah. of pervert or something? Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. I'm a per- My name's Ben McGugan. I'm a huge, corny pervert. God damn, I like this guy. Yeah. So I'm, about- I'm chubbed up most of the time. I'm half masked, ready just to walk, go. Walking around, just walking around. Like I say, at a funeral. Wow. Mm. How did they go at funerals? I imagine. Oh, funerals can be sexy. Yeah, that's my thing. People deal with grief differently. Yeah. Hi, worst idea of all time, listeners. I'm I'm Ben McGugan. Here's my thing. <laughs> funerals can be sexy. <laughs> no, but actually, sorry to interrupt. Lost a loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling bereft of hope. <laughs> Try finding funerals sexy. What's stopping you from having a sexy funeral? Um, decorum? Nah, come on. <laughs> a sense of decency? Anyway, Boner Inspector, I don't want to keep you from your work. No, no, not at all. Uh, what about you, Tim? Mm, oh, Boner? Nary a Boner? Man, I feel like if I was watching this one alone, I probably could have. Um, Jesus, you all right? Yeah, sorry, I'm experimenting with the microphone. Good on request. you, good on you. Um, I, I probably could have achieved an erection, but uh, in, in the company that I was keeping, no, it didn't happen for me. Sorry well, I'm sorry to hear that, Tim. I would like thought you'd get a boner around us. Yeah. Uh, well, I, maybe one day. We'll see. Here's hoping. See God, where's my voice from today? It's, uh, got a real Peter Sellers syndrome yeah, going on. Just got off a transatlantic flight. And what about you, Guy? No. This tea is fantastic. <laughs> hey, I think you should leave. <laughs> I really, I think, um, like, it's been lovely to see you, but I... <laughs> It's so weird that you brought a brass band in with you this time, Boner Inspector. Yeah, I'm going to take this tuba back to the shop. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. I'd recommend you take your dick out of it first, though. That, right. tea, that tea is gone. Bye, boner. Straight. See ya. Bye. That, Later. That tea is Catch gone. Catch you in the next one. Straight through Hasta me. Hasta <laughs> What a fucking night. Shit. This shows had some real low points in its seven and a half year history. But this feels like this plumbing coming. the fucking depth. You get Femagugan, the Femagugan turns come. This is, it's all about shit and piss and pussy geez, now. We are, we are at the bottom of a piss filled barrel right now, scraping. Yeah! Just scraping. It's all Fuck yeah, baby. Shit, that fucking Boner Inspector. I don't want to see that Boner Inspector for a couple episodes. Me and Boner Inspector are going to hang out later. He's my <laughs> kind of guy. I'm still on the fucking stall for getting my facts wrong on Pokemon Yellow. That dude, I feel like he should get about a one at least episode ban. Wow. Wow. 
Wow. Somebody are cool. He kind of just shows up. <laughs> nah, man, we're the hosts. We get to we get to decide. What is nah. his? I'm putting my foot down. Boner Inspector's not welcome back. He's got a one episode freeze out on this show. Wow. wow. Okay. Well, I guess we'll see if he listens. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. Guy's got a mind of his own, huh? <laughs> He's not our only guest. No, we've got another guest who frequently comes around, Ben McGugan, um, who you might have heard on some previous episodes. His name's George Lazenby, and he's the world's greatest listener. Yes. But- Talk. Oh, g'day, George. <laughs> Didn't see you stepping. God, you were quiet coming in today. Has Boner Inspector left? Is he? He's gone. He's, he's gone. well okay, gone. Right. I Getting pretty away. crowded in here. Yeah. I saw a man shitting himself on the uh, <laughs> on the berm outside your house. That'd be the licorice tea, and yeah. I don't recommend you have any. Though it's such a he had shame. a clipboard and a tuba. Well, that's the guy I was talking it about. It was a hell of a scene when you were last here. Who you need to meet? Oh, yeah, he's the guy with the insatiable boner. He'd I love, mean, you've got the insatiable boner. He loves boners. You'd love to see what I'm packing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Ben, I am famously a fantastic listener. So, is there anything you'd like to say? Gosh. Um, Could be anything at all. It's nice to meet you, George. Likewise. Laser beam. You know, I was a James Bond once. Really? Yeah. Wow. Everyone's second favorite Bond. Favorite Bond. Favorite Bond. Yeah. After no one. That's (laughs) right. That's what it means to be number one. (laughs) One. Not sure. I made one perfect movie and they said, we can't top that. Just the one? Yeah. Ah. Which one? The best one. (laughs) The good one? Yeah. Yeah, right. Everyone really loved that one, and they just stopped making Bond films. Yeah, Paul Hogan got so jealous that Crocodile Dundee, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to get anything off your chest, Ben, while George is here? And if you don't, that's fine. If you feel resolved in yourself, then that's all good. I mean, I like Sean Connery. Oh. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's a no. friend of mine. Sorry, is someone talking about me? <laughs> Sean Connery? George, old boy, lovely to see you. Recently deceased and generally considered the world's greatest Bond, Sean Connery Aye. is here? I've never seen that man before in my life. Sean, George. it's so nice to meet you. I'm Tim. Lovely to be here. Huge fan. Can I ask you a question? What's the afterlife like? Pretty tops. Everyone's nude. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> I've had sex 14 times this morning. That's different a- time code, you see. Different time code makes sense. I understand, <laughs> I understand perfectly. That was the first question I had was a time code question. <laughs> so, George, um, Sean Connery was a, 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 an actor, Scottish in origin, who played Bond before huh. you. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, no, I loved your work. Hmm? The one. Oh, you saw my Bond, did yeah, you? Yeah, I saw it. It was lovely. I've heard it's the best one. Sure. Um, <laughs> Sean, we're discussing a pornographic film today called mm. Emmanuel, The Sexual Spells. Yes. Um, have you seen it, perchance? Not exactly. I do have a sort of cosmic awareness now that I've passed on, so I do kind of know... Does it, wait, does it cosmic awareness mean that you know about everything? Yes. Sort of a, a, a metaphysical oneness, a yes. bit of a, uh, what is that called? Um, omnipotence of yes. sorts. So you sort of have access to all information ever accumulated on the periphery and you can choose to zoom in and use that or not. 100%. And I will say that I've used this extensively on the Emmanuel franchise. Wow. You know Emmanuel? In and out. What's your favourite Emmanuel film? 
Sexual spouse. Sexual spouse. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so you're just saying you, you didn't know a lot about this one. Hey, George, are you still here? I guess you're the worst. Yes, I am. I'm just listening. <laughs> yeah, that, that's classic you. Absolutely classic I didn't mean you. to interrupt. Sorry. No, so, uh, well, Sean, um, I don't know if you want to jump in on this one, actually. Usually we ask our guests, so we traditionally go to um, Ben McGugan, who's a New Zealand comedian, who's Hi, joined nice us to today. Nice to meet you, Sean. Big fan. But um, I don't know if Ben's okay with it. Maybe you want to um, sort of take the hot seat here. What we like to do, George Lazenby's a bit of a connoisseur. Yes, of, I've of, got a huge sum of money from uh, starring in a James Bond film once. And he uh, likes to... Shame! Hear, okay. He likes to hear uh, porn premises and, and see if he wants to sort of green light a production. So, oh. Sean, would you like to maybe um, wrap an idea around our minds and see if... Uh, Yes, Sean, Sean why don't you uh, wrap an idea around my cock? Right. <laughs> See if you can make it go down. Right. <clears throat> Lost the axiom. Hang on. Tim, can I step out of the fantasy? For I'll step back into the fantasy. Hi, for ben Hi, I feel bad that you don't have a guy. You like? <laughs> I've come in on this one episode. I've introduced a guy. Do you want to bring someone in on this? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, sorry. All right, so... <laughs> There's a man, you see, and he's sort of statuesque, Scottish, attractive, young, powerful, potent. And he just... Oh, I like the sound of this. <laughs> oh, who's this? G'day, lads. It's me, Jason Statham, the future Bond. <laughs> Hi, Jason Statham. It's so good to have Undeniably you Undeniably the future of the Bond franchise. I wouldn't mind you being a Bond. This fucking pussy, Daniel Craig's taking the thing to a cratering new loan. It's time to toughen it back up again. Yes. I... Bring it back to the days of muscle men like me and Sean. Yes. And me. Sure. George well, Lazenby. My my <laughs> understanding is you're nothing but a Aussie pretty boy. A bloody washed up model, ain't ya? It might look like I'm listening, but I'm I also even, crying. I don't, I don't even know if you know karate. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Sean Connery. Lovely to meet ya. Lovely, lovely to meet you. I'm a big fan. And yes, every other Bond is a pussy. Anyway. <laughs> So Sean Connery, sorry, the man in the porno, goes around <laughs> slinging dick, getting fucked off his face. That's hot. Yeah. And he's got his best friend, Jason Statham's there. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, uh, yeah, just slinging lots of pussy. Well, I might be famous for listening, but I don't need to hear anymore. You're going to sign off on this? Oh, that's a real shame. George no? Lazenby does not look into this at all. He's leaving. He's gone. Oh, George Lazenby left. <laughs> I left. Oh, no, Sean Connery's left as well. <laughs> oh, no, what? Everyone left oh, so fast. I well, like I'm was... going to get out of here as well, <laughs> oh, no. lads. Catch Jason you later. Statham got to choose when he left. I feel like everyone was just getting to know each other. <laughs> yeah. It is a tiny that... room for six it's, people. It's it really so is. hot in here now. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Fuck me. It was getting really hot in here for a while. It's yeah. crazy. It's not every day that you get three muscle-bound men from different eras. Wow. You know, jostling for position on the mics. Talking turkey, tits, and teeth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like yeah. Teeth. Yeah. It's a T word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey Ben, can I ask you a question? Go. Um this movie we just watched, ninety minutes in length. Yeah. Did you have a part that you particularly enjoyed? Uh what might be known as a shining light of the movie? I did. I liked I liked the um uh, the scene where the nymphs massage um Emmanuel 
who is not a great actor. No. But uh, has this one moment of realness that came through where the, the nymphs are asking her, you know, what do you want? And she just sort of lying face down on the massage table just goes, I just want to be happy. And it was really like... <laughs> that struck that something struck, in you, I eh? was like, fuck yeah, shit yeah. It was like a cry for help yeah. from the actor. Why is that? What, what do you want out of life? Me, Ben McGugan? Yeah. Um... I mean, I'm uh, as I say, I just want to uh, be happy. I'm a horny pervert, so I want maybe you know six or seven cat girls. I want to live like Hugh Hefner, um, but like morally okay, Hugh Hefner. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, six the or best seven kind. Yeah, six or seven girlfriends at, at once, just sucking and fucking. <laughs> nice one, brother. And in many ways, you share that in common with. Emmanuel. Yeah. And I and I was Emmanuel in that moment when she said I just want to You be are happy. a deeply empathetic pervert. Thank you. Did you have a shining light for this film, Gun Montgomery? Look, it's gotta be the guy fucking out the sunroof. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. It was an incredible shot too, because like the forest is in the background. Yeah. You're pulled over to the it's side what, of the road by the yeah, woods. It's either it's, I mean, there's actually a few. It's that, it's the woman and the snake, it's the um it's there was a shot which uh, we didn't see enough of it, but it was very te- it was sort of interesting to me. I quite liked it where they sort of were pulling focus, and you got to see like quite a detailed close up of the short leg hairs that men have on their like mid thigh. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, you're fascinated biologically. Well, I was by just it. like, I've got those hairs. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought I got those hairs. <laughs> you know, Neat. it's nice to see them in the yeah. same way that Ben McGugan identifies with the movie because he's a non-pervert. I, I identify with you, you have leg hairs, those sort of yeah, those man. weird short leg hairs in the I middle of it. your thigh. I get that. I get it. What about you? <laughs> Fuck face. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, there's a couple uh, that could make the top. One was there's inextricably. It never uh, gets. Explained inexplicably. inexplicably. I don't know why this happens, and it, it's one of those things that they put it. In. It's like the horse last time they put mm. it in, and you expect for some uh, point in the future there to be a resolution on why it's shown, but there isn't. There's a super soaker that gets yeah. um, used as a metaphor of a dick for like some fellatio You've shots. You've heard of a woman. super spreader before? But have you heard of a super soaker? Yeah, I have. It's a water yeah. pistol. Oh. Yeah, which is what's in the movie oh, and what yeah. I just described. Oh, so yeah. So there's actually what a really cool like because <laughs> if you're describing it, you obviously you must know what it yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a really cool close <laughs> up right away yeah. of uh, a, yeah. a you actually brought the idea to the conversation. I'm woman's sorry, face and it's shot like you can't see her eyes. It's sort of her, her nose. I feel like Guy had tuned out for this bit, but Ben, you saw it. Yeah, no, it rocked. And she uh, yeah. she had bright lipstick you on. You turned around and see the woman suck off the water pistol. Perfectly like laid out, like red lipstick. And then she's she's got her <laughs> mouth wrapped around this water pistol. And it looked like a... Um, it reminded me of an album cover for the White Stripes, I think. Is there one where like there's a naked woman's butt and like a guy with a white glove who's about to slap it? Is On a white stri- album cover? White Stripes album cover? The Strokes. Oh, maybe, maybe it's the, the, strokes. the first Strokes album cover is yeah. this it, I think. Oh. Or Soma. Do they have an album called Soma? They have a song called Soma. I know the After album cover you're thinking world? of. Anyway, it's yes. sort of, I don't know, it was just a cool shot. And I thought it would make a cool album cover. And, um,. Second place, maybe first place actually. I'm going to put the Super Soaker album cover shot as second place. Mm. First place, Shining Light. 
Nicholas getting socked in the mouth and laid out cold by a terrible left-handed hook from our author. The worst arm punch you've ever seen in your life. But undeterred, undeterred from his uh, self-serving monologue and smugness and just kept laughing at the dude, even though he got laid out cold on the ground. I thought that was fucking cool. He was having a great time. He was. You can't stop a man who's okay with getting punched in the face and still considers himself to be the coolest dude in the room. It's a tough thing to come up against. It rocks. It's like that thing of, you know, um, what's that? Is that the album cover? Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. What is it? Oh, it's The Strokes. Yeah, cool. Say that loud, mate. We're on a podcast. (laughs) I just thought I'd show you privately. I appreciate it. I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't want anyone else to know about that moment. It was a secret. That was meant to be an intimate moment between friends. Well, now it's shared for everybody. (laughs) Now you all know I looked up the photo on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, that's my shining light. How fucking cool would it be to get punched and and just be able to? <laughs> I don't know, Tim. Why just don't we take find it out? and then just keep shit talking and being like, "I'm the man. I'm unstoppable." It is that I mean, concept that you teach kids of you can only, uh, you know, someone can only affect your self esteem if you let them. It's kind of that taken to psychopathic new levels. Yeah, someone can only affect your body and your face if you let them. Yeah. Was, sure, you'll be laid out on the ground, but like you could do it with a smile. I, I feel like one of the scariest moments you could face would be if you're like in a situation where you, you're about to fight and you punch someone and you knock them down and they just keep smiling at you. Mm. You're like, okay, I'm in, <laughs> yes. I'm in trouble here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. If you put everything into that punch, which yeah. it looks like the author did, despite the fact that it was a terrible punch. He's a terrible. writer, not a fighter. He's a writer, not a fighter. (laughs) That's what they say. He looked pretty jacked. I bet he could do a better punch than that. I reckon it was a safety issue to not punch the guy. I think they were trying to do it so it was like nice and obvious for the camera. Had a big sweep on it. Yeah, they used their um, stage fighting budget on six. Six fighting. Six fighting. (laughs) No, what's it called? Stage six. Blocking. Yeah, sex blocking. Sex blocking. Cock blocking. <laughs> it is cock blocking. Yeah. Cock blocking. Balls akimbo. Cocks are blocked. <laughs> I think I'm going to wrap this episode up right about here. Yeah, it's been a great episode of uh, Turkey Tits and Teeth. It's <laughs> been my favorite with, podcast. A real pleasure having Ben McGugan on. It's been a long time coming. Oh, he's brought it down in the home stretch. <laughs> yeah. And I've just come in my pants and done a big shit. Fantastic. <laughs> Thereby solidifying your position as the most perverted Thank you. guest to ever have graced ben, the podcast. You post videos on the internet, hey? Yes. I've seen you do it. Yeah. They're funny videos. Well, right. What if someone wanted to find one? They are um, at Ben McGugan, M A C G O U G A N, pretty much everywhere. Ben is. Um, you can't get, we cannot get rid of these things. Get rid of these things. Keep can, I be, up. can I be real? Can I be real with you for a second? Go Permission down. granted. Guy, uh, ben McGugan is one of Guy and I's favourite uh, <laughs> comedians. I was going to say magician, and I don't know why. <laughs> It's because I've been very perverted this episode. Even off big magician I think energy. I Dude, think magicians are most of our listeners. <laughs> oh, no, <sorry. laughs> 
the point is Ben rules. Look him up. Follow him now. And then when he's got a million followers, you can be like, I got in. Yeah. Not at the ground floor, but I got in early. And, close. you know, you'll be able to hit him up when your supplements and vitamins don't work properly. You'll be like, Ben, you swore no, on no, your no. podcast. This is, but this is the fucking thing. If you get in now and then you get a few people under you to start buying and selling yeah, to this. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're going to make out like a goddamn yeah, This bandit. is the time to get in. Hi, I'm Ben McGoogan. <laughs> <laughs> time to buy is now. <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 